Hi everyone and welcome to this week's bonus podcast with me, Michael. I'm here. Who are you again? I've forgotten. What? <laughs> I'm the annoying one. Don't you, don't, you're not, you're the lovely one. This is Gemma. And what? Yes, I am. <laughs> you're definitely Gemma. And this is our bonus podcast for, um, for this week, the last week of June. Last week of June only means one thing in Conversation Street land and that is we get to talk about the year so far. Have we doing this like forever now? It feels like our six month review, sort of mid-year review um, for, for Ian McLeod <laughs> to, t- to take notes of and then, you know, oh, yeah. what, where, what our... can he pat himself on the back for? Where can he, you know, maybe do better? What's it called? What do you... What's it's his appraisal, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's Ian McLeod's appraisal. I'm glad you could join us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, mid-year in. appraisal, the way Ian McLeod's going, it could well be just his mid, you know, period as producer of Coronation Street appraisal because he's, he seems like he's in here for the long haul, doesn't he? Imman Verity. First of all, how do you think you've done? <laughs> I think he's done quite well. I think he thinks he's done quite well. And on the whole, I why mean... Would you, why would you say that? I No, I... Good I, job. I, Let's I, move on. No, I'm not going to move on. I just want to... <laughs> I, I, Ian McLeod's year has been... Uh, not year, his his period on Coronation Street, I would say, has been highs and lows. It was def- There's definitely bits at the beginning where I thought, oh, I'm not too sure about this producer. There's also been some amazing bits. And I think that looking at this year as well... Um, I would say the same thing. But that's about, you know, of course, that's always going to be the case. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get some amazing years, you get some awful years, and uh, I would say that this is a this is an all right one, although I was very worried about the start of it the year. I, I didn't enjoy the first few months of Coronation Street, if you remember back to, uh, you know, the, the bleak months of you know, January, February or so on the podcast. I was fairly down on the show, but um, it's been good. I, I think kind of mid-spring onwards, it's been quite good. So I'm looking forward to um, just recapping some of what's what's been going on and, and what we liked and, and stuff like that. Um, but before we get on to the plots, um, generally for 2022, there's been a bit of a change for Coronation Street in that um, we've now gone to three episodes a week. Oh, it feels like a flashback to the 90s again. <laughs> By that you mean there are three-hour-long three hour episodes, episodes a week. week. Yeah, um, and we this has been, yeah, was it like March, April maybe when that happened? It's been a good three months at least, hasn't it? Um, how are you feeling about it? What do you reckon? Well, the, ad- I would the prefer move, them the to move. be on earlier. Yeah. And that's my only real criticism. Do you, do you, you're enjoying that it's an hour rather than... I think it's better as an hour by far. Why? Gets it all out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, I just feel like it feels a bit more cohesive and there aren't any sort of artificial cliffhangers kind of built in there to get people back after the half hour break. Yeah, I, I mean... I really don't know what... I mean, looking back on it, it seems crazy that there was ever a gap. Uh, yeah, it, it is really. I mean, it was a very long experiment for them to do that, wasn't it? But yeah, it, it feels looking like... back on it, it's like, what, what, why did you why do did that? You, You're yeah. just trying to get more people to watch Paula Grady or trying to get more Paula Grady viewers to Paul watch Paula Grady doesn't need anybody's help, okay? He Those dogs are cute and so They're and enough of a draw as it is so... already. And what, what about old, um, God, what's his name? Danny Baldwin. He was another. He was another eight o'clocker sometimes, wasn't Wasn't, he? Didn't James Martin do a a food thing? I don't know, because we always used to swatch (laughs) off and just twiddle our thumbs for half an hour, basically. Or try to desperately eat dinner fast. Yeah, but um, I think... 
after all the groping and uh, griping and groaning that I did at the time about it, I think I do actually prefer it this way. I mean, I, I did say at the time that I acknowledged that there were would be very many benefits to, to most viewers to putting it on like this. And the reason that I was complaining more was because whenever there were hour-long episodes of Coronation Street in the past, it made the note-taking for the podcast very difficult because um, I would sometimes like get behind and then we'd you know, pause it a little bit or catch up or, or you know I, after the half an hour I'd be able to catch up my notes and everything was fine and I am still having to contend with that there are times when we're a little bit behind or whether I'm like oh what happened in that scene what happened in that scene so I'm desperately like, trying to know. catch up yeah, you're, you're there tweeting away <laughs> I'm there noting away we're trying to ask the cat but she's, she she's doesn't rubbish. really want to tell us um, but I think, yeah, on the whole, I mean, you, you joke that it gets it out of the way, but it, it, it does in a sense. It's like a, a block where you can sit down, watch Coronation Street. You don't have to wait for the half an hour in between. I don't know about the cliffhangers. I mean, I expect, because they are written still as two individual half-hour episodes, aren't they? And I, it all breaks. They're really, though, are they? It's not that the writers are stuck in a tiny little room and nobody's told them. No, no I know, but I But mean, they are written individually, yeah, that's, that, that is weird. I think that's a bit weird. Yeah, because all, all of the episodes now, the vast majority of them, say written by so-and-so and so-and-so, don't they? Which is just yeah. recognising the fact that the first half and the second half are written by different people. Um, and I still think that when, in the future, they say, hooray, we've made uh, 20,000 episodes now, it's going to be like, does that include the half an hours or the two eight? Yeah. You know, it's not... I don't know but what... But I don't think it really matters. I don't know what the practical implications would be of having one person write the whole hour. Yeah, no, I, I don't know I don't all. think it... Honestly, though, I think they're doing a great job because you can't... You, you can't tell. No, no, you can't tell at all. You can't tell at all. You, not really. But, but equally, if they were to just take what's now an hour-long episode and split it up into two half-hour episodes, which they said that's one of the reasons why they're keeping the production codes the same, just in case they need to split them into two, I don't think you'd notice. And I think there's always some form of cliffhanger before the break anyway, whether you've got half an hour <laughs> gap in between or three minutes. It's on, like, say, EastEnders, where that's not so much of a thing because there's no advert breaks, obviously, but everywhere else you're going to have some form of cliffhanger before the break. But no, on the whole, I'm, I'm fairly positive about it. I don't particularly mind it being on at eight o'clock. In fact, maybe I like it a little bit more because sometimes it was a, a bit of a rush to eat before Coronation Street, wasn't it? We would try and get it all in so we've eaten by half past seven. I'm still no good at getting at my timing. I know, I think you are. There's sometimes I'm eating and watching at the same time, but that extra half an hour gives us a little bit more leeway if I'm particularly late home from work one day. Well, yeah, so, it's no, your I'm, fault. It, it's totally my fault. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm happy with that change. Um, I, I long way it continue. Right. I assume it's going to continue. Talk too much about this. No, it's, no, no, no next topic. Too much. Well, any other 2022 changes that you've been happy about or not happy about? Or just, you know, things before I'm, we get onto the the, the, the storylines? I'm glad that they're doing more location shoots and I'm glad that they're having more extras, I think, yeah. and more incidental characters, like the Donkey Sanctuary Lady, who was amazing, um, <laughs> last week. Because, though, I think it was sorely missed on, on Coronation Street. Just uh, having more people in the, in the Rovers... It's starting to fill out ...feels more. like... Yeah, good. This is what this is what it's about. This is what the show should be, and they did their absolute best. And they they the thing is at the very beginning of COVID, it made sense because that was our reality. You know, you you can't you didn't have hundreds of people in the pub. You didn't have you know mm. people. Everyone had to have a bubble around them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for the past you know however many months where 
COVID restrictions have been lifted in this country, it did feel a bit like, oh, it's a bit of a desolate wilderness. Yeah. I mean, the, the Rovers <laughs> the sh- is still feeling empty if you compare it to, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Because if you watch the, the, the ITV3 episodes, for example, the, the ones that we're watching on the DVD, it still feels like there's an awful lot more people crammed into that set. But you're right, even just having a few more people in the background makes a bit of a difference. I don't know whether they're going to go back to the way it was. feels like they could. I I don't know what the restrictions are that they're working under at the moment because it feels like um, uh, if if you want to have two characters stand next to each other or kiss or fight or or whatever, anything goes now, doesn't it? There's not... I've I've not noticed ever, like, any awkward, ooh they're not really next to each other when they would be sort of moments. Not too much. I mean, there was that... It was earlier this year, wasn't it, when we had... Um, remember that scene which had Toya and Imran and Elsie walking down mm. Victoria Street like a little parade of ducks or elephants on parade like or something that. like that? So that was a, clearly a COVID thing. But on the whole, it feels like if they need to have characters near each other, they can absolutely go for it, I which don't is know whether there are any rules anymore. I don't know whether, I don't think there are any you know, national law sort no, of rules, but... No, I'm not talking about that. But for, for Coronation Street itself, I, I know that they've gradually decreased them over the over the year, I, and I don't know whether there's any left at all now. It would be sensible for there to still be some, because in Covid still... Because of monkeypox. It hasn't gone away, has it? And yeah, monkeypox, exactly. But people are still getting Covid, but I think... The general consensus in the country is, oh, let's just get on with it, please. Let's go back to normal. You sound like a politician. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm fed up with this. We've had your revision, so we can bloody well have Coronation Street, is what I have to say about that. What does but, that mean? Well, you know, putting everyone together in the big oh. Eurovision hall. That went fine. We did quite well out of that. So why not have Coronation Street back, I suppose? Um, yeah, so th- I guess that's if all we want to win good. next Hooray. year, we better have a war with Scotland. Oh yeah, well, might end up with <laughs> might end up if they're going to have that uh, that referendum next year. It said in the news. No, it's in this year, isn't it? Is it this year? Oh yeah, no, you, oh, no, I thought it was. Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. Um, I, but I think one casualty that I'm still. But do you wait... think we would win Eurovision? Would people feel sorry? They wouldn't no. feel sorry first. They feel sorry for Scotland, mm, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. The, they totally would. The, they're the plucky underdogs, and we're the evil. Yeah. Colonialists. <laughs> um, the, the 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 other COVID. Holdover, I guess, is this uh, new visitors centre that they've been building for two years, or we've had the plans for for two years at the set. Um, this well, is obviously not related to the programme, but you I take think longer. if COVID hadn't happened, we would have had that visitors centre, I'm still reckoning, by the 60th anniversary. And I thought it was going to be ready now. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be another three, four, five months or so. Maybe it's going to open at the same time as the precinct setters. So. Um, Looking forward to that, um, and it'll give us another excuse to go back to Manchester anyway. Um, onto the onto the show itself then. Last year was dominated by the hate crime story, wasn't it? It felt like... I don't uh, remember that. What story is that? Shut you do. It uh, felt like it was maybe, and I'm, I, I'm, maybe I'm just forgetting things, treading water a little bit until like May last year, and then we had the attack on Seb, and basically... That, that was it for the year, wasn't it? There was just so much Abby and Kelly and a little bit of Imran thrown in there as well. The years before that, you had your big story with Jeff that lasted for a couple of years. And it did feel like this year was another slow one to get started. Um, I'm still not convinced that what's going on with Abby is as big as some of the previous year's big stories. I don't know whether we're going to have one this year, do you? 
Um, I'm not sure. Usually, usually they've maybe started by now. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the Toya story is it. And I'm not saying it's not a good story. Um, it just... I think possibly the fact that it doesn't have an issue, in inverted commas, tacked onto it, it's making me think, well, it's not a big story then. And that's a bit silly, really, because like last year's big issue story, everybody learn about um, hate crime the year before that. It's coercive control. This is just a pure soapy story of Dirty Dog Imran getting his leg over with Abby, baby, prison, well, not prison, potentially prison for Toya, and there's nothing wrong with that. Does a story need to be an issue story for it to be a big story? I don't know. What do you think? Does it need an issue to be a big story? No, because Pat, what was Pat Phelan's and, issue? Yeah. Like the issue of dodgy builders who are actually secretly serial killers. That's that's true. That's true. But that, that was like, how long ago was that? Four or five years ago? It feels like it's since then. That's a big story. Like, who's the daddy's storyline? That mm. wasn't an issue. Was it all oh, the issue that men don't know whether they're really the fathers? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. In fact, I would say that it's unusual for a major story to be an issue story. Would oh you? Mm. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to well, look back and see. Yeah, I think. I think I'm right. I mean, they they certainly <laughs> like to give issues. A little, you know, a quick mini story every now and then. Like, watch out, I'm skirting. Well, anyway, yeah, that's yeah. enough of that. No more, no, none of that more, please. Thank yeah. you. But, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But let, let's... Maybe the theme of this year is just going to be internet trolling. There certainly and seems to be a, a big, um... internet Internet-based... Uh, there seems to be a common theme running through the threads of this story, doesn't it? It's funny, because I think a lot of people are not really... Uh, finding that it, that's hitting the mark for them. But for me, I, I'm finding all of them really fascinating. Oh, yeah. And I do think it... it um, I think it depends on how much time you spend online mm. and how sort of public or visible you are. Yeah. And, and so, because I've... You know, we do this show and we... I have my um, other... My real job. <laughs> um, and if you get targeted for either of those things personally like neither we haven't been trolled or anything but it's constantly a worry for me and even you know the comments that I do read about me are really hurtful and they get under my skin for a long time and I don't know what the solution to those things are these these aren't really similar in that way but I still the impact that what people say online can have on you I think it is important to talk about and I do wonder too how much of it comes from the fact that the writers and the actors have these horrible comments mm, all mm. the time. If you look at any post that ITV Corrie, the official Twitter account, writes, there's always horrible comments under it. People hate everything. Nothing's ever good enough. That People are doing, you know, this is boring. I hate this story. This character's horrible. That person's ugly. That person is stupid, you know. It's when it gets really personal like that that it's it's the worst, isn't it? I try, I try really hard not to be negative online anymore because I don't know whether I do it or not. And it also strikes me as being a bit hypocritical because this whole show is, you know, kind of critical of of stuff. But I hope that we do it in a kind of nice way and we don't we don't make it personal. Yeah. And I think that. 
I think we get the balance fairly right between uh, irreverence and, and serious discussion but when you know, it needs it. A lot of the stuff this year is it c- c- kind of feels a bit a bit like, you know, you've got even the, the Thorn storyline is about, you know, pe- nasty comments that get made about somebody who's in a vulnerable situation. And mm. although it wasn't necessarily an online-based story, it still had those same themes. Yeah. That Thorn story has been, like, the surprise hit of the year for me. Yeah. Like, when it started, it's like, oh, Aggie at work, okay, fine, I'll give Aggie a storyline, which I'm really pleased about, by the way, because I think she she might have, have leapfrogged Michael to become a favourite Bailey at the moment. But I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that'd be something... Kind of I'm just glad to see her get a few scenes, to be honest. But... That, that actor that plays Mr. Thorne has absolutely made that story, hasn't it? And it was a shame when it went off, so it was great that it's back at the moment. But um, <laughs> Yeah, it, Simon's such an idiot. And, and it just, it can kind of show that, you know, sometimes if you cast the absolute right person in a role, yeah. it can make what could otherwise be a standard story into, into something that's absolutely gripping. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, is this story... You know, stripped of all the character, is the story here that much more engaging than, say, you know, Joseph being a runaway or Emma and Faye knocking over a man's packet of biscuits and covering for their murder? Terrible. I don't know. I, but I, I think that, um, yeah, that, that's been a real um, a real success for me. Yeah, I think that um, Mr Thorne is a, is a really interesting villain and an unusual kind of villain. Yeah. Although, in a, you know, a very, now I think I about mean, it, it's quite a traditional Corey Traditional thing to, to have a rich... Scared of rich people. Yeah, I mean, you've got your Tony Gordons, your Frank Fosters. Like, yeah, entitled yeah. men who think that, you know, because they've got a lot of money or power, everybody should kowtow to them. Mm. And they can bend everything to their will and they're used to getting their own way all the time. Yeah. And um, Peter sort of being the David to his Goliath is quite interesting. Although he is getting to be a bit sanctimonious and it feels like... What's Peter Barlow? It feels like there's a bit Holier more than thou. going on here than... Yeah. Like, I, in his head, than actually happened. I, I, I wish that Aggie had stayed with the story a little bit longer because she's still on the... the ever so so periphery of it isn't she but it seems to have turned more into a Peter story and fair play to Peter you know he's he's been very quiet on the show he had been very quiet throughout most of 2021 after his um transplant and the wedding and everything we barely got to see him and he is a main character he's a Barlow so I mean you'd expect him to come round again that most years there is a Peter story of sorts but um it's just, I was just kind of left thinking, oh, couldn't Aggie have still been doing something here? I mean, she, she's got her story that's going on this week with, oh, there's the passion gone between me and Ed. But that, that's just <coughs> a, a mini criticism of what has turned out to be a surprise story. There's some stories that I think, oh, no, I'm going to like this. Like, you know, Imran, Abby and Toya, three of my favourite characters... Despite the fact that in this storyline, yeah, one of them's dead. One of my favourites is dead. The rest of them oh. are at each other's throat. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster, really. But I kind of went into this story thinking, I- I'm going to get some mileage out of this. This, this is going to be uh, in my ballpark of interests. Um, the Fizz and Phil story, I knew that I liked those characters going into the year. So it's no surprise that I'm enjoying this, but... Yeah, so it, it is nice sometimes to be surprised by something that could just be a run-of-the-mill medical story. 
Um, shall, we, shall we chat about the uh, the Habby Babby Baby storyline, Gemma? How are you feeling about that six months into it? Because it all kind of started around New Year, didn't it? When oh, Abby yeah. thought that she was pregnant and, um, well, then she told him around she wasn't. What, what's, your, what's your reflections on this one? It's difficult to know because a lot of it is, is caught up with my personal feelings about the fact that the character of Imran's gone. Mm. And it, I, I, can't, I feel like I can't like a story that robbed us of, of that character. Of, of Imran, of Charlie, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's... it's maybe, maybe like isn't the right word, but I'm invested in it. Yeah. Um, and it... it it was a bit of a slow burner at the beginning, but that um, that scene, oh, when was it? Um, March time, I think, when Abby has the baby out in the middle of the sticks. Do you remember? Yeah, of course um, I remember. From that moment onwards, it's like, oh, 2022 has started. I think I said as much in the yeah. podcast. It's like, this is the first time in the year where I'm thinking, thank you, Coronation Street is back. Um, and what? there's been some classic, classic scenes since then. Another thing um, I want to say about the storyline, and it's related to what I said before about the about the internet, is that his uh, thing I don't like about it is that he has um, revealed from some very disappointing uh, attitudes online of people about certain characters for really disappointing reasons. You know, like what? That, well, just how, the way that everybody seems to. I just think it just annoys me the way that people are like, yes, yes, adoption's great. Oh, foster parents are great. Oh, sacrifices they make. It's really brilliant if you can do this. But then Toy's like, I would like a baby. And everyone's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> You're not allowed a baby. You're horrible. You're barren and you don't deserve one. I think a lot of people are thinking, like we were a few years ago, that that's Toya's only interest. And So what? Uh, and I suppose if you want a kid, it can consume you. There's nothing Why would it not? unnatural it should, about that. But. You shouldn't be... If you want a child, it should be the most important thing to you. Mm. It is a bit disappointing to me that halfway through the year, she still hasn't got one. She's been close a few times. That Elsie, what, so cute. It was, <laughs> it was late 2021 that Elsie came into it, wasn't it? But we did get a few more scenes of her earlier in the year together. Uh, sort of playing her, oh, running around we'll the flat with him around a little princess we'll castle. Again? I don't know. At, at one point I thought, oh yeah, she'll get her back. I'd like, her. I'd like to think that as a happy ending to this, some kind of coda to the story, we would get Elsie back again, but... Toya's been told I no. I feel like the only but... way she's going to get her hands on Elsie is if she leaves. And then you can say, oh, well, yeah, she's she's with Elsie. I don't know. I think I could see her coming back again, but maybe that's just wishful thinking. I really would like it. But because she's not getting Elsie now, is she? That kid's been messed around so much. That mm. poor girl. She doesn't mind. She, she's, she's looking at that cute little grin on her face. She, she'd happily go Aww. back to Toya and her veggie lasagna. And speaking of cute little grins, this is what we're now seeing from Abby now that she's got her way. And it has been quite fascinating seeing how many people, like you said, have... Um, people are fickle, People have stuck, stuck their knife into Toya and said, yes, Abby should definitely get, look after the baby. And it may, I think that, you know, Abby, Abby's the natural mum. It it's, seems right to give her a fair shot, a bit of a crack at her own child. But a lot of people saying of Abby, Abby, Abby were dismissing the, any kind of rights that Imran had over his kid, and I think that that didn't sit right with me. No, I know that that really stuck in my um, craw as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Because I that feel like, was like lovely with him. I, f- I think that is wrong to um, ignore the father, as as people seem to want to completely uh, ignore him. <laughs> yeah. But there have been some nice twists, haven't there? Like the Bluetooth moment. Oh, yeah, when she over... What was it? Kevin overheard her um, confessing Abby. to... Yeah, Abby confessing to Sally that she had a one-night stand was great. I mean, that whole episode where she had... What's his face? I can't remember. In the in, in number oh, thirteen, yeah. and they were doing drugs off of pictures of Jack and stuff, and doing that dance in the flat. That's what then that, led to the giving birth. Everybody it, is your mother of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, and, the, and then the, just yeah, right the, the scene the scene where she gives birth. Oh, so so well acted. I mean, the whole episode. And uh, then abandons like being, the baby. Like being um stuck in that um. She was stuck in the garage, wasn't she? She had to drive the car out and... Yeah. so many great oh, moments. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that bit. <laughs> and then we've got... Um... The, the the moment that... Um, at, at the fostering hearing was another one that I remember from this, where it's like Toya and Imrad had met together with also face to say, yes, we, we think we'd make good foster parents or we, we want to give it another go or, or something like that. But Toya has been told by Kevin that... Alfie is Abby's and you go into she comes into the meeting and as the scene goes on it slowly dawns on you hang on a minute does Toya know about this, this here that was amazing I know but it was like oh Toya was, you donuts yeah if you could have just waited a little bit longer you could have had your hands on it. talk Elsie. about self-destructive yeah yeah well she is a little bit isn't she Leanne and um, Toya the, that kind of renaissance of their relationship has been really really good mm. there was a bit of that last year when Leanne was going through her horrible ordeal with, with Ollie but mm. um Toya felt like she wasn't really being, um, like it didn't, it felt like, it feels more natural, their interactions in this story. Yeah, I agree. And they feel, it feels a bit more like proper Battersby sisters. Yeah. Um, their and relationship. It, and I love, I love how much Leanne has her back. Me too. Uh, and, and you're always going to get the fallings out. We've had a few of them between them this year, but they haven't lasted for long, which is good. And it's been just interesting for me seeing Leanne as a secondary character and Toya as the absolute primary character in this story whereas it's usually the Leanne that gets the lion's share of the stories isn't it and then every now and then Toya gets a word in edgeways um, I mean one of the things that I wanted from the show going into 2022 was to have a lot more Imran and Toya because they'd been on the bench for so long hadn't they I can't say that the way it's gone with Imran six feet under is exactly how I would have wanted to see the characters feature more. But um, I'm really mad it's about nice to it. S- I'm never going to get over it. It's nice to see um, Georgia and Charlie joining Sal Carmen on the nominations lists for the awards, at least, because they oh, live yeah, and deserve them. I, I, I really hope they get they get something for this, because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great story. There's been some wonderful performances, not just the dramatics, which there has been, with, with Abby giving birth, lot, um, that scene with Toya in the hospital where she's talking to Alfie, it was... Um, so after the crash where she's t- yeah where she's crying about about Imran and saying oh he was so handsome and so lovely <laughs> so he loved handsome. you so much that was so well done but also that where there has been a little bit of it the fun stuff as well the episode before Imran and Toya's wedding where she's a little tiddly outside the oh, Red Bank apartments that was really really cute I absolutely adored that and the wedding itself was quite nice too but we still got this big question over what actually happened and mm. did Toya kill him and it and irrelevant this is the mystery going into the second half of the year isn't it it's sort of irrelevant um whether she did or not 
the question really is, what will happen to her? Mm. Like, um, is she going to get punished? Is she going to go to prison? Nothing much has happened since we talked about this last, really, because she's still kind of waiting for her trial, isn't she? I just had a brilliant idea. What? You know how she's a bit strapped for cash and Leanne's having to put her hand in her pocket to help her? Oh, yeah. I think she should blackmail Max with a picture of his willy. Do you reckon? Do you yeah, reckon I think if she, she got should hold just of it? catfish all the men on the street <laughs> and get them to send them her, the, her, their nudes. Give her something to do. She'd be like, I'm it? single now, Peter, send me a picture of your willy. <laughs> and then he have to give her the £100,000 that Thor owes him mm. for stealing his dictaphone. Yeah. Well, we'll put that one on the maybe pile. Can I don't I, um, know if there's any of the storyline as this. We'll, moment, we'll, um, we'll, we'll write that one in, mm. shall we? <laughs> um, I, I think... I couldn't even pre- predict a yes or no. I'm like split right down the middle about whether she's going to go to jail or not. I kind of don't want her to. She didn't do it. I know. I know she, she's obviously going to get away with it. I'm, she I didn't got, do it. Get away with what? Well, no, she, she, she's not, she, she is not going to be, you know, sent down for life squirrel. or anything. A squirrel ran in front of the car. But, and she's a vegetarian. You can't run over squirrels if you're a vegetarian. It's rank hypocrisy. I'm, I'm kind of tired of prison storylines and people being sent to prison when they're... What if when Toya they haven't, when they're innocent goes and, to prison and comes out, like, proper jacked? You reckon? Like, buff. Yeah, maybe again. We'll, we'll, we'll put that on the possible like, pile. Like really, really beefy and like muscly <laughs> and wearing one of these like you know you know how they do when they do the Mister um, the what are the what's the women equivalent where you know when you like wear you oil your muscles up M- and then you find, universe and then she she can walk around with one of those little bikinis on. With all her muscles on show and be like, all right, Peter, like that. But Gemma, she is the wrong side of 40. I don't know whether anyone wants to see that. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I, I, I just don't need another prison storyline, to be honest. And it'll be dragged out. And, and I fear that if she does get sent down, then there'll be an awful lot of viewers and, and online commentators going, ah, throw away the key, don't let her yeah, out. Yeah, she's, she's horrible, but Whereas, she wants a baby. You know, when, when Deirdre went to prison... People wanted her out. Even Tony Blair wanted her out. I think with, well, that's the main when thing. Sally was sent, sent down as well, that I, f- I feel like there was a kind of general sense among the fans of, oh, get Sally out. Or more more like, well, she'll probably get out, won't she? I just, I've got a feeling that if Toya goes down for this... Um, we need to ask what Boris Johnson really thinks of this. Mm. <laughs> Does Boris Johnson support Toya? Um, Don't know. What what else? Any any other stories that you want to highlight or, or things that you've enjoyed this year? Um, you've got a list on your phone if you I, wanted to have a scroll down. Um, 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 I don't know. You have a look. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk. I'll give you an option, but you you pick you keep something that I've up and down. something that I've enjoyed this year, and I don't feel that we've seen enough of it. Is um Jacob and Amy. Which is a romance that Hello. I didn't see coming. I don't know whether anybody anybody did, but um, they work really, really well together. In fact, just having Jacob back on the whole, because he was kind of dipping his toe in towards the end of 21, wasn't he? Um, and now he is, I mean, for all extents and purposes, a regular character, and we've seen a bit of a redemption of him, and everybody loves him. He's like the anti-toyer, isn't he? Everybody thinks that Jacob is amazing, and, and thank goodness they brought him back on Coronation Street, and pairing him up with Amy, who's a fairly popular character I would say that's working really really well there was that really cute scene do you remember on the uh, on the rowboat where they had the secret late 
late night picnic thing together film back in January. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That was that was adorable. I could. I mean, the downside to this story is it's meant we've had to put up with more idiot Steve and his um, kind of going, oh, you shouldn't go out with her, she, he's a drug dealer. He's just anyway. being a massive plonker. Yeah. That and he that... normally, I mean, he is, you know, it's not exactly a sensible chap, historically speaking. No. But he's turned into an absolute buffoon. Yeah, and he's he's just... I know, it's a kind of tale of as old as time, you know, the dad's not happy with the teenage daughter's choice of boyfriend and everything, but just the, the way that it's being played, it's just, it's just not working for me. But the actual relationship itself is great. It just doesn't feel like we've seen a whole lot of it. Um, I think that both characters, both actors are old enough now that they could handle being given an actual storyline together rather than just a, oh, look at us, we're getting together story and fighting against adversity from my parents. Let's well, let's have an Amy and Jacob storyline for the second half of 2022. The time has come. They were, they were having an interesting story, which um, I don't really think Coronation Street's done very much of in the past, which was we're a young couple and we've moved out and we're struggling and we haven't got enough money. And they even just that, went, oh, well, let's just move in with mum and dad. Yeah, but even that we didn't see any of. That's what we? I mean. We, we, we didn't, didn't see, see their flat. You know, we didn't see her like, I can't buy a sandwich or... Not really. There might have been a bit and here and there, but it was throw away. that we're moving into incredibly tough times for people mm. with cost of living Seen increases. The price of they have to worry about that and whether Phil they'll live right next to their work. Well, you know, the cost of gas and heating, I mean, I'm worried about it mm. and we'll be fine. I hope. <laughs> I'm terrified of you. You've got to do the meter reading. And I'm terrified. Oh, yeah, I do. They want, gosh, they asked us a few weeks ago if the meter reading. Must get on that. I'm absolutely terrified. What, what, how much is it going to cost us? It already costs us so much money. I know. And, and people, everyone, everyone's feeling the pinch yeah so having having this couple would be very relatable they tried they tried a little bit with um with chesney and Gemma. i just don't know they don't seem to be able to convincingly have a prolonged economic crisis for a family no so something happens that makes it okay in the end or you just stop or, or they just like it's just yeah. boring they stop following it yeah or, or they give it to characters that people don't necessarily sympathise with, like Gemma and Chesney, who were, they were a real focus of the show for, what, January, February sort of time, weren't they, this year? And it had been a little while since we'd seen a Winter Battersby Brown story. Is that, is that all three names there? Um, and and I was ready to have them back into the show and give them a chance. I still do kind of like Gemma. Um, but yeah, the, jo- the Joseph story that started off the year, it just... It didn't really work for me. Um, it, it was okay. Yeah, I didn't really like that. Um, you know, having him run away to the attic, the TV appeal, Linda coming back. That was kind of nice to see an old face. I love fact, how... I, I enjoyed, can I just say, um, Linda was a character that I remember not feeling particularly fussed about. And I did, I think I did like her more in this, this stint. So that's good, but... I'm left kind of looking back at that period of the year and going, oh, that was over, and I, I'm not taking much away from that. Oh well, Joseph's not gone to Portugal. Yeah, Port he stayed because he's been in it so much. That's the thing with the kid characters, isn't it? You know, apart from apart from maybe Hope, who seems to be a bit more of a regular presence on the show. Um, these the most of the other actors and actresses their age 
Um, yeah, they just go months and months and months without appearing. Um, the, the airport scene in that one was quite nice. I'll give it that. That that was just good to see a scene filmed on location, like you said earlier on, being able to, to get out into the, the wider world and, and do a bit more filming has been great this year and, and um, long may that continue. But yeah, meh is what I say about the Winter Brown story. And, and, and we're now left with, you know, Gemma doing a signing we've seen a little bit of this week. But as far as I'm concerned, they can they can go back in a box for another year or so and, and try again next Let's year. Let's do some more negative stuff so that we can end on a couple of high notes, okay? Okay. okay. Um, well, we can't talk negative for 2022 without talking about uh, the dodgy exit for Emma. What a clunker. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad but I still for Ali would, I still would prefer that Imran was in Australia. Yeah. And Emma dies. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, the actual exit bit for Emma... Oh, no, not even the exit, because that was just back of the taxi stuff, wasn't it? With Steve going, and bye. I'm convinced John's in a cult. Jo- John himself was a was a nice addition to the cast. He was not I sweet, I thought that but... he was super sweet with Emma. I know, but he's too nice. I What's wrong with him? I, th- no, I, I know that you've got your conspiracy <laughs> theories here. I just thought that they were a really cute couple together. Um, and the scenes that they had, like, at Chariot Square... And they were, you know, you know, finishing each other's sentences kind of thing. I don't think they did that. They're going to get killed. They they seemed very, um, they seemed very well suited to each other. Yeah, they're, t- they're both dumb. And yeah. they're going to Australia. They were actually dumb together. kill you if you're stupid. Yeah, no, no, no stupid people. There aren't any. They're all dead. Them. Yeah. The, 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 the living Australians are all intellectual elites, aren't they? Yeah. They know how to escape the toilet spiders. Yeah, don't go in the toilet. <laughs> go outside. So pee on a bush. The actual, the actual thing with her pairing up with John for me worked well, but it was you know, where John came from. Oh my god! And also, can I just say quickly, the revelation that he, she was responsible for the death of his granddad was so anticlimactic. Yeah. He was like, I don't actually care. Like, it would have made more sense to me if he had come out and said, oh, actually, no, he was a paedophile and he used to molest me, so I don't care, I'm glad he's dead. I know. Like, this, this, like, supposedly, it was a loving family and it didn't even seem like he cared that his granddad died to start with, let alone the fact that his girlfriend killed him. Yeah, because the, yeah, the whole drama of it was like, oh, no, she's dating months, the person whose granddad she was responsible for. Months, this What's going like to happen when he finds out? The angsty thing. And he yeah. didn't even really go, gosh, this is something difficult for me to get around. Not for longer than like an episode, at least, anyway. It's like, oh, my face. I, I don't like it when my face does a frowny thing. I like <laughs> to be happy all the time. Oh, well, I don't mind, actually, because I inherited a load of money. So, great. You know what I mean? Like, they <laughs> yeah. didn't even say anything. It was just... They, they kind of it felt like they wrote themselves into a corner a little bit with that one. And in in a way, I'm I'm pleased for Emma. Like I said, I think that John maybe John, John is a like match, but... Machiavellian, and in in Australia, he's like holding it over her head all the time. Like, <laughs> oh, where should we eat for dinner? And she goes, oh, I'd like sushi. And he says, well, I'd like a burger. And you killed my granddad, so we're gonna have burgers. I I would. Yeah, I'd, I'd hold bring it up her. all the time. Like, oh, I remember when my granddad was alive, but you mm. killed him, so he's dead. The actual granddad character is quite nice, wasn't he? He was like New Year's Day. One episode, spectacular. What was it? Ted, was he called? I thought that was he was quite nice, but the he likes ginger nut biscuits. The the thing with the two girls, um, 
and being really, responsible for it. There was also the thing where Imran found out yeah, that Emma was he's driving. He's dead now, so who cares? Yeah, Emma's ta- he's taken Emma's secret to the grave. Everybody she was involved drunk in it, responsible for a car, is dying one by one. Craig's next. Oh yeah. If only some people would say we have seen more Craig this year than we had done in previous years, haven't we? And um, he's now tied up in that story with Emma, and I use the word story. Emma? In its, uh, sorry, Faye, in its loosest possible terms, because she's had a few scenes where, um, oh, I'm pregnant, oh, no, I'm not pregnant, I'm infertile. And that's not really struck a chord with me, but it, you've you've sympathised with her a bit more, haven't you, uh, Yeah, Faye? but it feels, it feels like that's gone nowhere, because it was developing into some kind of strange Sinead clone story where... She's like, I'm going to treat my illness with magic and berries. Mm. And then somebody said, who was it that said to her, like, stop fannying around and take medicine if you need it? I can't remember, but is that what she's decided now? Sally. Yeah, I think so. Um, They're just not, it doesn't seem like they want to give her that much screen time. But I'm not particularly fussed because I, I, I used to really like Faye. I've just... I, I think pairing her up with Craig has not been particularly successful for me. It was weird because this story came at the same time as a bunch of other stuff in the news about HRT and menopause and things. And it felt like Corrie really hit into the zeitgeist of what people were talking about. And then it disappeared mm. from the from the show. And that people were having all kinds of really interesting conversations about, you know... What what does men what is menopause mean? Why don't women know enough about it? What why are we too, why are we all too scared to talk to each other about these things? Mm. And then it and then it felt like Corey had an opportunity and the door just slammed completely shut. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll not that I want that. I find it too uncomfortable. It'll be back later and in the year. It's, it's only a matter of time, isn't it? Issue that um, I'm finding it difficult to watch because it's uncomfortable for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one, another negative for me, another uh, swing and a miss has been anything to do with Speed Dial and Yasmin and the Nazirs and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, yeah, it's like, Yasmin yeah, just throwing everyone out of her house and letting them back in again. Yeah, she's she she and Audrey have just been, become the cranky old women this year, haven't they? Just like being, being horrible lovable. to their family. They're not, they're not really. I mean, Audrey's had her moments with the, with the drinking last week was fun, but Yasmin's just felt a bit of a party pooper and I think they really need to get her loved up with Stu quick which I can't believe hasn't happened so far this is a real slow burner isn't it because it feels like the Coronation Street writers want to put them together but they're just not willing to give them long enough screen time and yeah there's just there's just too much of her throwing people out and saying, oh, you remind me of Jeff. And it's and it's sad because if you're in a, an a, a abusive, coercive relationship like Yasmin and Jeff were, you probably would be having these flashbacks and well, you would be making paranoid. people... Uh, yeah, make, yeah, and thinking, you remind me, your, those traits remind and, uh, me of him, but just it say, doesn't make fun viewing. Abusive behaviour can occur in a relationship where, not, where you're not necessarily an abusive person, if that makes sense. Mm. Like... Uh, the, some of the things, some of the, you know, like sneaky manipulation or... I don't think it's always a pattern of abuse. Does that make sense? Like, you can do the odd thing that's really crummy to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't make... It doesn't mean that relationship's abusive or no. should be thrown out. No. It just means that you need to look at what you're saying or doing and um, reevaluate. 
Um, but so so how do you work out if you're Yasmin? Like, is this guy just being a, a dick or is he an abuser? I don't know. Mm. And I, I, the thing is, does Yasmin have a friend to talk to about this? No, I don't think so. She's got Kathy. Kathy's gone. She had Elaine. Elaine's a... a Moron. <laughs> well, she's, she doesn't know whether she's coming or going, Elaine, does she? Well, Elaine also suffered from abuse. I don't know that Elaine could give her a, a, a different perspective than she already has on, you know, how do I deal with the fact that I keep seeing Jeff in people who maybe aren't actually doing what I think they're doing? Yeah. It feels like it's a natural progression know. from this control story. It's yeah, just it not does. fun to just, watch. No, it isn't. Um, I, I'm glad that Stu's stuck around. That I'm really surprised with. I mean, we, we went he into the year like thinking, he's he's knocking on death's door, isn't saying, he? What's happened with what's his, happened to his cough? cough? Can you explain yourself, Com- Coronation Street? Was it just COVID? Did, did the actor actually just have a cough for those scenes? Yeah. It was really weird. Everyone's watching it. Like... This was, it was very Chekhov's gunny, wasn't it? Like Chekhov's gun. What did I say? No, you said Chekhov's. So I was just making a cough, a cough pun. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chekhov's cough. Chekhov's cough. <laughs> Which, you know, to explain, it means, well, it's to do with if you have a gun, if you somebody, at the beginning of the, of the first act, like, here's my gun, I'll put it safely, no one touch it. You know, by the end of the, the whatever you're watching, someone's going to be shot. Yeah. So why is, why was there a big deal about, Stew coughing. Let's not forget the last character we had a big deal about coughing was Ollie, and now he's dead. That's a very good point. Yeah, I'm surprised Leanne hasn't picked up on it. You can't put stuff like that in in a, a TV program. I know that people laugh like, "Oh, no one goes to the toilet." Ha 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 ha. It's like, yeah, do you do you really want us to wait for them to go to the toilet? Mm-hmm. No, they can go to the toilet when they're not on screen. I'd like to think that they maybe were planning something, but then they realised that Stu seemed to be quite a popular character. Or maybe they're so like, they've no, just changed this is depressing. Let's him. stop putting everybody in the hospital. Yeah, let's not have another medical story. So I'll tell you what I don't mind. What? Sorry. No, that's, no, go on. Medically speaking, is Audrey in hospital? Because like, she's recovering, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't like people be, being in mortal peril all the time. I don't mind sit in the hospital with a little bandage on your head and a thermometer in your in your in your mouth. Mm. That's fine. But I, don't be having grievous Yeah, but I, I I like Laura in hospital this year. She had she did some good scenes, didn't she? I think that was Cal Allen's um oh. her, her her best material when she was um ready to croak. This year. Laura and Kelly in that final seat, those final scenes. Oh, that was a scene of the year moment there. Honestly, what brilliant drama that was. Mm. It's coming out of two characters that I would, you know, a year ago have said I don't really care about either of them particularly. But um, yeah, that, that story was, that, that, sh- that showed what we already knew from Millie, really. Um, but but Kel Allen, that was her most challenging material that she's been given to date, I well, think. Well, she did a really good and, job um, before of being an annoying woman that nobody liked. Yeah, but, but, and, but having to have this was stomach cancer, was it, I think? Um, I, I think that she did a really good job with that. And, and just the, the little niggle with me with that is, does this mean that Gary's got away with what he did to Rick? Because she's now taken... On the his secret, taking the blame, said that she was the one that killed him, and Gary's well, laughing. Well, she's not the only. She's not the first person in recent memory who's been blamed for something and died. Yeah, no, it's and like still has Stuart not again, been um, redeemed in mm. death. It's it just doesn't feel right. No, it to doesn't. Me that he's still walking around, um, sort of thinking, "Oh, I got away with that then," but it. 
they, they just need to do it now. Just like, either come out and say we're not gonna we're not gonna revisit this story or, or get him arrested or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, the the. The, the, all the stuff with Rick's body being dug up was kind of interesting. It was good to have uh, Beckett, was it, the police officer back? Do you remember that scene where she was walking up to the... There was like a tracking shot to the Welling County Yeah, it was ground, like, ooh. And kind of looking around saying, right. Where the field investigators. Yeah. So th that was that was kind of good. Um, I've, quite, I've, I've also quite liked... Um, I'm just having a little scroll down our notes now. Some of the Tim and Sally stuff. That's one that we were quite down on at the beginning when it was a little bit too icky and we were a bit too prudish, but it's turned, it's allowed for some really good comedy moments, hasn't it? Like the, uh, the spa scenes a couple of weeks ago. Um, the, obviously the donkey sanctuary scenes just last <laughs> week. Um, Sally and Tim are, uh, you know, a, a, a great couple to put together for, for fun and hijinks. They're and, great, um, aren't they? And um, isn't it funny and interesting too, like Sally's transformation from sort of a very straight drama character when she first came in the show all those years ago yeah. to complete comedy. Yeah, and um, still so far has avoided the 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 the, the, the Gale you know, what's happened to Gail, the Gail lobotomy. There's there's nothing that Sally does where I think, oh God, really? Oh Sally, no, what 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 have they done to you? Um, so yes, that that that's a partnership that they need to keep together, Sally and Tim. They, everybody loved them when they got them together. We were down on Tim for quite a while. I mean, you're still kind of a little bit down on him. But... Well, no, I hate him for the passion, and, and um, I hope that he dies. But we have been no, I hate him. But we've been enjoying. His, <laughs> we've been enjoying his stories. He's he's been fun, and I. It was so... really funny when um, when he gave Sally his list of things he likes. It's cheese and cheese, uh, Weather County and Paul Weller. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean it's interesting that so now when Tim's doing something and then Steve starts moseying over, I'm like, oh, don't, don't ruin it, Steve, don't ruin it, because Steve and Tim, it always it feels like over the years Steve has had his various friends, hasn't he? He's yeah. had Vikram, he's had um, Lloyd, yeah. And now he's got Elena. Tim. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it feels like now Tim has outgrown Steve and I think he kind of needs to move on away yeah, from him, doesn't he? It's weird, though, because w w there's no replacement and that's one thing we haven't got back is um, streetcar scenes. Yeah, that is a bit of an enclosed space still, isn't is it? Is it we've too got... small? Yeah, um, and, and th that over the last few years has meant we've not seen very much Eileen, but at least we're starting to get a little bit more of her now. And as a character who was so, so important five years ago when she was in the midst of the Phelan saga, it, it, she, she's been seriously underused recently. Um, but things are, are working with her and George. Um, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite into that pairing. And the small, you know... Blink and you'll miss it. Stories that we've had with those two have all been kind of fun. The 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 stuff with Frankie the bully, well, but actually the Frankie the bully story and the snoring story have shown a much needed serious side to George. Because yes, they brought in Tony Maudsley as a as a comic actor and he does do that that very well. But I I've kind of got a little bit fed up with his wide eyed looks of disbelief and. Um, 
So to, to be to be able to see some scenes where he's upset about his snoring and 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 having flashbacks to when he was bullied as a kid that that was that's been fun and it's also given the opportunity for Todd to do a few things away from Billy and Paul which as regular listeners to the podcast know I'm I'm not a huge fan of. Um, have, have you uh, you enjoyed the George stuff as much or? Yeah. You've been fairly it's ambivalent been, about it. It's been good. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else have we had this year? There's all the stuff with Max. Now, he's another one that's... Um, and yeah. school. Yeah, just general school Daniel, stuff there's been. Max. Max being pushed down the stairs this year. That was kind of fun. Daniel's been um, thrown under the bus a little bit this year, hasn't he? Well, ever since becoming a teacher, he's just been... Um, the storyline's all just kind of leading towards him realising or us realising that he's a dreadful person that never should be, should be put in charge of children with what the ice ball last year and pushing Max down the stairs the vendetta against one of his students it's weird too because he's like well I'm never going to be a t- I, I don't want to be a teacher I quit and there was I mean we didn't even see any quitting scenes no he it's decided, like he just you know, decided I'm from... not doing it anymore yeah and, and, and what and, is he doing and he's now, not then? We didn't get any scenes of him sitting down and going, what the hell am I going to do? Like, my whole life, you know, I, I've been training. That probably cost him money. Mm. Um, and now he's got a qualif- Does he have... Is he qualified? Did he qualify? We don't, don't even, even know. know. What's his plan now? He's not he's stupid. Mm. He, mu- he must know he needs to, to earn money. Mm. The last thing he did before he was a teacher, he was he worked on the newspaper and he also was a waiter. Yeah, well, What's he going to... Like, is he going to go back there? It's just baffling to me that this character's made such a mass- massive life-altering decision, seemingly sort of on a whim, feels like. Yeah. And that's it. Well, that's what Summer feels like as well, when she's decided, not only do I not want to go to Oxford anymore, I'm not going to university, which, yeah, see, which no, is no, a massive decision plan? that's just been made. And yes, she, she had weeks worth of angst and everything leading up to it and, and the medical stuff with her diabetes but it feels like a huge decision that's just that nobody seems to and acknowledge no, the and gravity no, like, of yeah there's no consequences mm. what, what what that's just i think that's just bad storytelling yeah um, um but the, the consequences of, for big big things like that was the consequences like your story the story's gets gone off a cliff put, yeah or, or you know gets tucked under the uh, pushed under the carpet for a few weeks and then you hope that nobody's going to remember it next time your character shows their face on screen or oh, i don't know but i'm um, just going back to the school stuff i have enjoyed seeing uh, more of mrs crawshaw they've given her a bit more of a personality we found out about the breakdown of her marriage i don't know whether we're going to see her again now that daniel's not at school anymore um but on the flip side of that it's also led to some silly scenes where there's literally only one only one room in the school and each class has got about three pupils in so that's been a bit silly um, planning the bloody Edinburgh trip and we never went <laughs> the Edinburgh trip I can't, can't believe they didn't have a and story where Daniel and Nikki went to Edinburgh yeah, like, and then Daisy was worried about what they were getting up to it was so weird it's like it again it was another build up to nothing where don't it, f- it feels like it's not like sub- subverting expectations or or mm. a clever twist to say you're going to do something. We're not going to have this And then not story. do it. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of mentioned it in passing a few weeks after. Oh, the Edinburgh Yeah, we went to Edinburgh. It was bloody brilliant. Yeah. You, should have, you should have been. You should have come. I, Did you not see our Instagram posts? <laughs> um, I, I've, I've, I've not been a fan of Nikki coming back, but she's gone again now anyway. But um, what, what happened to her? I've forgotten. 
She did, she just um since you've kept catch uh, Daisy and Daniel kissing. She was staying in she was staying the house, in Daniel's and then she flat. went, "Oh, we'll, we'll go then." Well, it's because, it's because Daniel and Daisy realised that they were they were made for each other, and that's Daisy has been another character that I have continued my has continued her upwards trajectory in my character ranking list. Love Daisy over the course of the last really six months. Really love her. Massive turnaround from a year ago. Charlie Dill Jordan is doing a, a brilliant job. They've, they've got her character right now. She's yeah. not just Moni Cow. A Cal. mixy villain. No, she, no, she's not. She's she's got she's got a sympathetic sass. side, but but sass and, and yeah, you're right. And her and Jenny working really well. Jenny, what's going on with her this year? Gosh, please let the second half of 2022 have more up Jenny with... Connor. Go on, Gemma. <sighs> Go on. What's his name? You know, Joel. Joel. Jo- John. No. no. Jo- jo- Summer's robot knows his name, Gemma. Leo. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Leo. Leo. I don't know what they're doing with that, honestly. What's happening with his job? Did he get the job? I don't think... I think what didn't was he the get job? it, but then he decided he was going to do his... But Eisen. it's bad. That that was a fun story. I'll give but it that. Again, For that week, Leo's homebrew was brilliant. I feel like... But what, what was the point? In the quarry planning, you know that they have their little writing... Well, you know, the floor. And they have the, well, they have the little, all the bits of paper along the wall, don't they? Yeah. And I think that there's a secret room where they've got um, the the conspiracy style, like pictures and pictures and pictures and bits of string and string and string Mm. going all over the place. I feel like somebody went in there and just cut the strings and now they're like, oh, okay. Well, that, we won't worry about that anymore then. It feels you know to what me I mean? Like, it's like all these stories have just gone, nope, that's it, nope, that's it. It feels to me that they've got all the characters' cast cards up on that board all connected with bits of string and one day, one evening, the cleaner was kind of hoovering up there and then she accidentally sucks up Leo's cast photo off of the floor and she's like, anyone know, know who this is? Just put him up there. Oh, that's Leo. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll give him an episode. Forgot about or that. Or maybe, <laughs> no, maybe, she, the cleaner... Her son is the actor who plays Leo mm. and she had his headshot in her pocket and she snuck in one day and she just put his picture on the board <laughs> and then the next day they all came in and were like, He's, oh, we forgot about this guy. We should make him date Jenny. <laughs> I, it's there's, It's got to be leading to something, but this is, Where's this it is going? the longest burning... We don't need more. We don't need more nothing characters. No, we really don't. He's absolutely pointless. I don't. I don't dislike him. I feel like there's potential, but I just feel like I'm a bit like I don't know why. Why yeah. he's there? Yeah, because it's, it's not like Jenny needs a, no, anyone she to need date. A man. Bet she Lynch managed without a man for long enough. Oh, Thank what? You how'd she get that pub? I know Alec Gilroy is quite um, useful. Quite instrumental. In her getting that. But yeah, she she ran that roost on her own for a long time. Um, what else have we had this year? What's going on with Summer's eating disorders? Is she... Are we, um, who's this Aaron? He's going to... What's out he up to? I, I, I feel that Coronation Street need, uh, are wanting me to be a little bit more curious about Aaron. Because he got some kind of mystery there. Because he seems like he's Mr. Perfect at the moment, doesn't he? Um, yep, and then another question I've got is what happened to Nina's panic attacks? Because she said, uh, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna go and get treatment," but you never heard her say, "Oh, I'm doing it and it's great." And or she's, anything. She, we haven't seen much of Nina recently, considering how how huge she was last year. But what little we have seen of her, it's like she's kind of fine now. Like, is I she? Really but is she that. going to say? Is she going? Is is she cured now? Or 
I just feel. Uh, do you remember when Steve had Steve had depression and he went to the therapist and we got mm. to see that happen? It's not. I feel like a lot of these stories end with a conclusion that feels about three sentences too short. Yeah. Like Nina says, "I'm going to get therapy," and we're that's supposed to be good enough for mm. us to go. Okay, well, I'm just going to assume that she got therapy and it was and fine. She's okay. Yeah, Could we not have one me. sentence of her going to Asha, or like Asha saying, "Oh, have you got your course thing, or are you doing your?" Well, sometimes you know? they have a, a little sentence like that, but a sentence is is worth nothing. I want to actually. No, it isn't. Want to see it? It. Yeah, but I, it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. I think we do, we do sometimes get them, but they just can be... But this, the, the, I feel like this is sort of teasing out lots of things that are inconclusive. And obviously, we're only halfway through the year. It's not like there's a natural break in Coronation Street. It's got this deadline to wrap everything up. What, Michael and Gemma are going to do their, their summer enough in the, in, in the end yeah, of June? Yeah, but they've been so, like, it's been so long since Nina's panic attacks were mentioned that it feels like it would be weird if anyone said anything about them. Yeah, now. yeah. Unless they're saving it up because... I think it's going to come back when Asha goes to university. Because there was something that uh, that Nina did the find my phone thing with Asha. She kind of tracked her on her phone, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, because she started... She, wasn't Asha supposed to be going up to Scotland for University Open Day or something earlier this year and Nina wouldn't let her go? Um, I've got a feeling that when she comes to go to university, Nina's going to find it quite difficult to, to let her go. But this is this is the thing with Coronation Street couples. I, I think there's still a couple at the moment, but too often you kind of forget who's dating who because they just don't show them together enough. Mm. I think I, I really wish that Coronation Street would do something about that. Which, to be fair to them, they did do with um, Sarah and Adam this year, didn't they? Kind of segueing onto a different story. They were the couple that everybody had literally forgotten got married last year because they didn't show them together. And we did get a good two months of that story with with Lydia and um and 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 Sarah and kind of it was all right when it was going wasn't it but looking back on it it kind of feels like like with some of the others I, I've got no takeaway from that Lydia story it, it that was another one that kind of finished quite quickly and, and we were wondering oh what's going to happen at the end of it and then Adam just went over the balcony and then Lydia was like, oh, I've been wrong for being... Oh, I've done it. I've gone too far. Uh, yeah, I've gone too far. So now I'm going to go and leave you alone. And, and, and that was the end of that. Yeah, really. and then what? Like, you know, Sarah and Adam would try and have a baby. Yeah, I don't know where they're up they? to with no. that. I, I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of all these issues that we're kind of having with stories not getting enough conclusion to them are maybe casualties of the the Abby Imran and Toya storyline which has kind of taken over and dominated a little bit hasn't it I know but it wasn't but like I'm not they really didn't complaining because I'm enjoying it no 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 that that's absolutely true so maybe Curry needs to work on its endings a little I bit I don't know I just feel like maybe, maybe we expect too much I don't know it just feels like or maybe you know maybe they feel like they'd be insulting people to spell it out but mm. I just feel like there's a lot of dot dot dots yeah but but there are so, I think looking through these stories that we've been talking about they're just there feels like and, and I don't want to you know, hope I probably have come across as sounding a bit moany about 2022 there was a lot that I'm feeling fairly it was okay about and, and a little bit that I'm feeling really really positive about so these ones that haven't really had a long ending partly I'm deep down thinking yeah. Oh well, I, I I wasn't you know mega invested in it anyway, and it's a shame to say that. Well, mm, um, 
I think um, the last last week we had some really funny episodes, really great writing. It feels like as the year's going forward, the co is getting more com- confidence and um, to, to give give uh, comedy characters a bit more space. Um, I th- I really really love the Donkey Sanctuary Woman, and it and it was um, really lovely to see that. Um, explored a bit more and given the freedom to have this character wander through scenes. She's going to be so happy to hear which, that she's got to shout out like three times on I this know, episode. But it feels like this is filling out the flesh of Weatherfield that we haven't had. Yeah. And the show works so much better when it feels more inhabited. Yeah, we also got that like in the aftermath of Imran's death, didn't we? And we had various characters commenting on it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've also, I mean, you really like um, Fizz and Tyrone, and we've got the yeah. wedding coming up. Will we get a wedding? Um, I, I don't think know. we're going to get something, I but love... I still don't see them getting married at the end of it. I mean, I don't know why they moved to Cardiff. <laughs> that was another one that was a bit quiet to begin with. Like, it felt like at Christmas it was building up to a big something or other, but then, oh, this these. That's me, everybody. Um, yeah, it went really quiet until March, April, May, maybe time. And then we had a few scenes where we got to see this house, Fizz and Ty- uh, Tyrone and Phil making up. And then we had the proposal and I thought, well, Fizz obviously isn't going to accept it. And then she has. It seems like it's dragging out for a little bit longer, yet also not really featuring very much. I don't think there's been many weeks that this story's been, you know, one of the one of the A, a stories, has it? And, uh, and I think that Alan Halsall and, uh, and Jenny McAlpine uh, and Jamie McKenna actually have all been really really strong in the scenes that they have had um, maybe, maybe the second half of, of the year is going to be more dominated by then I don't know but yeah I've, I've enjoyed what we've seen and uh, the scene I think it's going to be good I, I've, and again another really good um, location yeah, yeah. There's, there's also um, I'm also kind of every week waiting for Alina to pop back into the show as well with a little sprog Surely oh. it's got to happen, but I don't really want it to happen because I want Tyrone and Fizz. It's like, come on, I know it's going to happen. Just get out of the way. Come on, let's bring Alina back. Let's bring Alina back. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to where this is going. I feel like it's heading for something. And where's Mimi? Yeah. Well, what you if know, Mimi she, the, and Alina the, we- the wedding is coming up? up. Imagine having a Mimi and Alina meet up at the wedding. Oh, my That'd God. That'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? So I think they're kind of the main... Things that have happened in Coronation Street this year. Slow start. Very, very slow start, I think. I think I was supposed to be a bit more invested in the Joseph storyline and the Tim needs a heart triple bypass storyline, which we've not really He's even totally talked about. Now. He's fine Although the, although the medication's having side effects, isn't it? No, in isn't the, the medication having side effects? It's psycholo- psychological. Oh, yeah, it is. That's not Gadda. Yeah, that's one another good thing this year. We, lots we've of had a, Lots as in more than none. Yeah. So, just, we just need more an hour, really, don't we, in the medical centre. Um, so, so, yeah, slow start, but that, that Abby and Imran and Toy storyline has definitely saved it for me, even though it's not necessarily what I would have wanted from the characters if you were to have asked me seven or eight months ago, wait, where do you want to see your favourites going this year? But, hey, it's given it's given Toy a time in the limelight, which is uh, all good in my book. And um, that, that's about it, really. Uh, podcast's doing all right for this year, isn't it? We've... Um, we, we've been to Manchester once already, went on the set tour. That's nice that we've been able to do that again. Thank you to everybody who enjoyed our, our video of that. And, and that's another thing, actually. Um, for 2022, we've started to put a, 
a drip a little bit more video content onto our YouTube feed, haven't we? You've been trained by me about how to do videos on the Mac. But I still need you to remind me how to do it every time. Yeah, but it's all right. You you, you did a good job because that the other one that everybody liked was the uh, the changing sets of Weatherfield discussion yeah. that we had, which kind of at the time we were kind of joking that this is really boring, isn't it? It's just about how the sets are different, but people really on the whole seem to like that we got some lovely comments about it and the video that goes with it on YouTube has got pictures to go with our words put together by Gemma it, it's um it's really time consuming to do it it is and because we we're can't not, do it every week we, we're not we, a video we're not YouTubers we're podcasters so yeah. it feels like um, a completely different skill set and yeah like... and like you said it takes time the, the British Soap Awards video which is, is also doing quite well for us on YouTube at the moment was was fun to do we do we just can't do it all the time but we'll, well, we'll I, I want as the year goes on if other things happen where we have the opportunity to take video that we, we can do because I maybe like people like that maybe if we get more patrons we can quit our jobs and do oh, it I think we need a few more I think we need Hundreds. <laughs> also on the video side, we've had some more video interviews as well, haven't yeah. we? Like uh, Amanda Barry at the beginning of the year. That was a yes. great start to the year. I mean, what a Corrie legend she was. So that was still thrilled that she came onto the show. But I've also spoken to to Kel Allen, um, to Charlie DeMello, obviously. My our epic hour and a half plus long video interview. Jan very last week. I've been really, really happy with the interviews this year. And then we've had a couple of audio ones with like Elmer Vaney as well. Um, we've had what else has been going on the podcast this year? We had a new co-host. Oh yeah, Summer's Robot. People, some people liked him, some people didn't. We haven't seen the last of him, I'm sure, but that was just a little experiment there. Well, he's um in the shop mm. at the moment. He's having his voice chip yeah upgraded, right. I think. Oh, really? <laughs> um, and we've also we also did that flash forward. Speaking of other <laughs> other little just trials. Just funny things. That was, that was kind of Can't fun. Can't always be funny and creative, but every now and then we think of something good. Yeah, because, you know, when you've been going 10 years, it can get maybe a get stale. a bit stale and repetitive. I'd, I'd hope that we weren't uh, for most of most listeners. Well, but, you know. but yeah, anyway, speaking of the 10th anniversary, that's going to be the big thing that um, is coming up very soon, isn't it? We're now end of June. Um, the, our 10th anniversary of the podcast is in what, six, seven, eight weeks time maybe it's coming up fast and we've got our we've got our special water bottles for the patrons haven't we <laughs> yeah. um, we are we are well on our way to w one aspect of what we're going to be doing for the 10th anniversary we've we've got the wheels in motion for that haven't we we've recorded we some of it already yeah we have um, I was doing some graphics for it just last night actually but there's That's gonna be it's exciting. not all planned but there is going to be a few things that we'll do for the 10th anniversary um, so it's hopefully something for you to look forward to guys over the next couple of months and um I think I think that's going to be about it for this one, isn't it? Yes, we've and had a good six months, and we've enjoyed talking to you about what's happened and what hasn't happened and what should happen, and we hope that we have an enjoyable six months to come yeah, for the rest um, of the year. I, I hope that this this has served as a bit of a, a reminder, a recap. I mean, there's not much new that's come out of this. There haven't been any stories where we said, you know what, at the time, I really like this, but now I hate it, or vice versa. But um, I, I think, you know, once every six months you can get away with doing something like this as a bonus podcast, can't you? People people sometimes forget. I mean, you know, people I've might I've forgotten have... half of this stuff. Well, there we go then. If you've forgotten about it and it's part of your... Your, your side job to be the, the expert on it, then um, then it's well worth it. I don't it. get to keep any of this Patreon money. 
It's not fair. You, you, Gemma, you, you, what? you benefit from it. I do benefit from it. You're <laughs> obsessed. I know, but I want to buy shoes or something. You're obsessed. Right. What? <laughs> it all go. No, the point of it is, the reason why we started the Patreon is so we can invest the money in stuff. So we bought this Mac, we bought the microphone, we can pay to go to... We got Manchester to Ma- this Manchester. Year. We paid to be able to go to the Soap Awards. So thank you, everybody. Really sincerely, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon, if you do. And even if you don't, just your support helps us um, reach new people. And we're very, very grateful for all of our listeners. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. And everybody who follows us or likes us or retweets us or puts a comment or on, our, on our posts or, you know, thank you, everybody who puts comments on YouTube and likes our YouTube because it's slow. Slowly growing. I've been it looking at the YouTube like stats. It's shouting like, into a canyon. Come on, YouTube! More, more subscribers, more, more likers, subscribers. please. And yes, I know please. it's not you know a proper YouTube channel hey, or anything, but if you are on YouTube and you have an account, please can you subscribe to our channel because it ha- really does help us. Helps us visibility and be and be discovered and noticed and everything there. Well, and we, there are some people that only listen to us on YouTube. It's it's nice that we're in a variety. It's really of nice. Thank you, everybody. You you're the ones that make it worth doing this. Yeah, so I'm sure there'll be some we more appreciate proper you. video. YouTube content coming out around the 10th anniversary of the podcast as well. So um, I think we'll leave it there. Thank yes. you everybody for listening. We will be back at the weekend with our usual podcast where we'll chat about the goings on of um, of, of, of Coronation Street this week and um, the, the finale of the first half of the year. And then it'll be my birthday and everything when it comes out. So um, and that's thanks be in advance for all the birthday wishes. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah, not just Sue Devaney's birthday on Saturday, you know. Not just... Not just Jed's... Oh, what's his name? Lee Boardman's birthday on Saturday. It's mine too. Do mm. you want a pair of um, amazing Debbie earrings in honour? Um, no, but you could have a hilarious switcher where I open a pair of hilarious Debbie earrings and then and she, she gets a boring Nintendo present or yeah, nice, like yeah. a picture of Mario Kart. Yeah, that, that, what a hilarious thing. That and, and then they'll be like, whoa, what? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm it's... having an affair with both of you. You <laughs> <laughs> did get my reference. John Stay. Yeah. Okay, it's half nine. You probably want to be listening to this, everybody. I don't know whether... Hopefully I'll get this up before bed, but if not, it'll be tomorrow, but I'll do my best. So, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. <laughs> the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.